just saying I've been researching Black Lives Matter and I've been understanding the politics and how they're funded by white liberals. And recently I've been feeling like they're white liberals in blackface because they're they're, they're white liberals in blackface. When I say that, it's because the white liberals is all about feminism, LGBT. White liberals don't really care about black people. I realize white liberals don't really care about me, bro. That's correct. I'm off the plantation, bro. They don't want me to have power. They want to keep me dependent. Ooh. Loaded clip, isn't it? Welcome back. Last hour on a Monday. Glad to have you. Uh, Glad to have you listening. And listening live, by the way. Um, Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. I have Uncle Milty with me. Hello. Hi there. And a big thank you to Dr. Besta. Man, he was really nailing through those issues, wasn't he? Yes, he he was. I love it. He's great. Dr. Duke Show on Thursdays. Um, Fantastic. And uh, made a lot of great points, too. I hope everybody catches that hour on podcast. It was really, really good. Make sure you get over to Balance of Nature. I talk about this a lot just because right now you can get 30% off, which is amazing. And also because it's a fantastic product, you know. Um, I have really loved taking this, and the reason is is it's packed more full of servings of vegetables in a couple of capsules than I've ever seen a product do. So it really kind of outshines all the other products like this, and this is why I started taking it, and my son was really ill. He actually had several viruses at once and a bacterial infection at once. I mean, this poor kid (laughs) went through it. And let me tell you, I stocked up on it. I doubled up on it. And I haven't gotten sick. Now, that's amazing to be around all of that in a household where you're taking care of somebody, because I'm taking care of my son, you know, I was taking care of him uh, the whole time, and I did not get ill. My immune system is doing so well because of Balance of Nature. Please go get it. In fact, put in the code Kate, and then you can get 30% off and try it. You're going to start to immediately feel better. You're going to start to feel the effects of it immediately. It is fantastic in that way. Balance of Nature, um, you can uh, also call, by the way. I didn't know if you know you could actually telephone them. If you don't like being on the computer at all, let me get the number. It's 877-412-2526. 877-412-2526. Or you can go to Balance of Nature and click over right from my website, katedallyradio.com. But Balance of Nature, get the uh, fruits and vegetables. That is, uh, my gosh, 25 servings of fruits and vegetables every single day that you're getting. Can you imagine what that's going to do for your body? It is truly the, the best stuff on the planet. So make sure you get it. I just swear by it. <laughs> I'm serious. I When my son was sick, I thought, oh, no, I'm going to get at least one of these, you know, and I didn't. So I credit that to that. Um, well, welcome. Let's have a I want a really good discussion in this hour. And I really want you to invite you to be part of this. Uh, 888-673-1450 is the call in number live. And it's OK if you disagree. It's OK if you I mean, honestly, we want to take any and all calls on this. Uh, keep it to this debate, please. Instead of changing the subject. I just can't stand it when people <laughs> change the subject. Please don't go. I just I, I hate to change the subject, but because don't do it. Just stay with the subject because this subject is huge. I have noticed a trend, and you will too, of a ton of articles right now talking about how bad black people have it in this country. Why am I seeing these articles, Uncle Milty? 
because Kamala Harris wants to give $100 billion (laughs) to black people to buy homes with. Yes. And so I actually want to play a debate for you because we are going to absolutely blow these numbers out of the water. And I I want to blow that conversation out of the water because it's so it's so untrue. And you're going to see a slew of articles that are trying to pin this down and create this discussion in America built on something that isn't even true. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play this debate for you. This debate is black liberals versus black conservatives. Okay, black liberals, black conservatives talking. One thing you're probably going to pick up on is um, those that talk about Trump in, in, in an extremely negative manner. I don't mind if you want to talk about him in a negative manner, but at least explain why. You never quite hear much about why they feel that way, but that it's sort of the it's sort of the mantra for black people to feel that way, which is kind of surprising, right, if you can't quantify it. So I'm okay with criticism, but they never nail down why. And the other thing listening to this is listen to some of the questions that the black conservatives raise because they, they go unanswered. So let me play this for you. It's a few minutes long, and, uh, and I think... This is so riveting. Just listen up. Pull over and listen up. Here you go. By show fans, who here voted for Donald Trump? All day. Believing in Trump's rhetoric just morally, I don't understand, especially a black person. Uh, Three words or less. What is your reaction when you see a black person wearing a MAGA hat? There's a story. Independent minded brother. Bold. Confused. Cringe. Uh, You do you. Looks good on you. It can't fit on my head. I saw true hate coming from the left, and it was white yes. people calling me Uncle Tom. Pretty much, white people telling me I'm not black enough. Aunts won't speak to me even now. I got aunts that don't talk to me because I'm. Um, I want to be white. The people that call me the nasties, all kinds of like, oh, house Uncle Tom, like all this stuff. I've been called a bed witch. That's how racist the left still is. For the black conservatives, how do you align with white conservatives when they speak? mal of black people you, like call, my, you call them out my yeah, whole thing that's like not for me calling them out but just no, how do you stand with them when they are speaking mal well, against you don't stand with Hillary Clinton like, when she not, calls um you know kids super predators you yeah, know what I'm saying but there are going to be some racists all over the place so now it's like okay yo watch them out believing in Trump's rhetoric just morally I don't understand especially a black person because just him as a person as, a, as an entity just seem is just super corrupt who here voted for Barack Obama. Damn near everybody. Twice. Campaign for him in 08. A semi-personal question. Did anyone vote for him just because he was black? Not just, but that was a big reason I voted for him. See, I'll admit, it's really funny because I'm a conservative and I was so available to be used by all of the systems that made that person president. This person was born and raised in wealth and privilege his entire life. And the idea mm-hmm. that this person was somehow more connected to me because we share the same skin color is crazy. Yep. But I bought it. That's the one reason why I'm conservative now because I'm willing to vote for somebody because of the way they look. And look what it did for me. Absolutely nothing. Who is disappointed with the Barack Obama presidency? I'm disappointed with president. I mean, I'm disappointed with all of them. Just for a school of thought on this, just to break this up for just a second. Did you vote for Trump if you voted for him because he was white? (laughs) I didn't. I Yeah, I didn't. I voted for him because I liked what he was saying, not because of his skin color. Isn't it interesting that all of them mostly were saying that they voted for Obama? Skin color had a lot to do with it. And I would say that Trump was not voted for his skin color in America. I actually think he was because of his the things he was saying, because there were plenty of old white guys on the stage. 
if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just wanted to make that reference. Here you go. Why? I'm disappointed with president. I mean, I'm disappointed I mean, with all of it. Like, we're never going to be led to liberation in a binary system. A binary system for black people is literally always going to be us choosing the lesser of two evils. I'm always choosing my death either as a blunt force blow or death by a thousand paper cuts. I feel like uh, the candidates that get being put up year after year after year keep hardlining us. We're, we're saying we're choosing the lesser of two evils, right? Where I think that it's really important that we see candidates that come from our communities who also recognize the historical debt that this country has to black people and to people of color so that we can move forward. So we know that none of us are free unless all of us are free. Thank you. So, but uh-uh, I'm when free. It comes to I got nothing to do with me. I'm so, free. So you voted for Donald Trump. Yes. Would you mind telling us why he won your vote in 2016? Well, first and foremost, Donald Trump won my vote because I was not voting for Hillary Clinton. At first, I really didn't know much about what Trump was doing. I- I'm looking at my Christian values and I'm realizing this man is really aligning himself with what we truly believe in. You know, and this is a chick who got a felony, who had five years probation. And so what I did was I made a choice to surrender my life to Jesus and live righteously. I'm a businesswoman. I have my own financial consulting company. And the fact that he was trying to cut funding and he is cutting funding to welfare, that is a very big thing. People don't realize the more money that's spent on welfare is coming out of our taxes. The more you're allowing them to extend their, their lifestyle in the projects, the more money is coming out of my pocket. That's part of my problem with Donald Trump is he's literally making the rich richer and what's it, what happens with that the poor have to get more when we talk about black people and the one percenters and the rich ones why do we always assume that black people are broke i think, that, I think that we need to start actually having like real conversations about reparations right and like what reparations actually oh, look right. like or just recognizing that the trauma and the history that uh has been affected on black people like i think about like uh, literacy, right? You can't tell black people for 200 plus years that you can't read and then give them books and be like, why aren't you reading? Why aren't you reading without addressing that trauma? I want to hear what your reactions are to black voters being synonymous with the Democratic Party. We've been on the receiving end of about 50 years of an onslaught of PR. It comes from our entertainers. It comes from our ball players. It comes from our singers. It comes from the Democratic politicians who, some of, most of which are black and empty, but are being used to sell us this idea of the Democratic Party being the home of African Americans. It's true. And I also want to add on this, too, that he mentioned everybody that was selling that idea was somebody of wealth Mm -hmm. selling the idea that black people have to be part of the Democratic Party. It's very interesting when you listen to that debate. What were you what were you catching out of that debate before we go to a break? But we'll come back and answer questions, too. I uh, what the thing I liked best about it was that more and more people seem to be understanding the issue, yeah, the real issue. The real issue. Because I think when they realize that they voted because of skin color, somebody like me, when I look in the mirror, that's more important than what somebody's ideology is. Now, I have to state the obvious because on this show, um, I'll poke at both sides because I know that both sides have led us here, okay, mm-hmm. um, politically. So... The question in this hour isn't about government and it isn't about a vote for Donald Trump versus because when I look at this whole entire nightmare of government, I'm looking at it as a whole of what has led us here on both sides of the aisle. But I do find it interesting on why on the particular reasons why people vote. 
what they're looking for in a candidate because it doesn't resemble anything sometimes of, of what they should be looking for. And then um, we have the exact opposite problem of putting too much faith, right, in government to solve a problem. So we have all of those problems. So with that said, with that said, I want to come back and I want to talk about the article I saw today that spurred this, spurred me playing this debate, because you're going to see a lot of articles coming out that are going to talk about how poor and downtrodden, kind of like when that guy was saying, why are we always poor in every single scenario? We're not poor. Um, and I agree. That was black conservatives talking to black liberals. And the guy was spelling out something. And what did they do? They started laughing. Yeah. Um, you're right. Why are they always talked about being poor? And so you're going to see a lot of articles about how um, they are mistreated, about how unfair it is. And I do want to bring a couple of points out and shoot that right out of the water. But when I come back, I also want to take your calls on that, too. I thought I think it was very, very interesting what they were looking for in a candidate. That was very interesting. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. You've transformed your outdoor space into a custom paradise, but then summer hits and it's too hot to enjoy it. Well, no more. Call Mr. Fog and enhance your outdoor space with a high-quality misting system. A misting system installed by Mr. Fog can decrease the temperature by 20 degrees. Take advantage of the beautiful southern Utah weather year-round. Mr. Fog has been making summer bearable for 15 years, and they're locally owned, which means they'll help you maintain your system for years to come. For more information, go to MrFogUtah.com. Don't miss Financial Strategies, Saturday at noon on St. George News Radio, 1450 AM and 93.1 FM. Financial Strategies, hosted by Trevor Carlson, will introduce you to the products and professionals that will provide you with the best strategies and tools to live more abundantly. Tune in every Saturday at noon to Financial Strategies, right here on St. George News Radio, 1450 AM and 93.1 FM. Financial Strategies is brought to you by Heritage Reverse Mortgage, an equal housing lender, NMLS number 1497455. My symptoms were swelling, tired all the time. Indigestion. A lot of muscle spasms, pain. Pretty severe arthritis. Not being able to sleep, just being lethargic. Brain fog every day, aches and pains. Now I'm great. I started getting better. I can think again. I have energy. I can play with my five-year-old. Yeah, I've lost about 60 pounds. Um, Life is pretty awesome. It was like a a complete turnaround. Call today for a free consultation. 855-55-RIVER. RedRiverHealthAndWellness.com. Chiropractic Physicians. Stuckey Family Pharmacy wants to say thank you for voting them Best Pharmacy in the Best of Southern Utah 2019. Stuckey Family Pharmacy values being your partner in wellness. Don't forget to ask about free prepackaging next time you stop in. If you take several medications, vitamins, or supplements each day, it can get confusing. With prepackaging, all your pills will be organized by day and time. Just rip off the pack and you're set. Stuky Family Pharmacy, your partner in wellness and now voted Best of Southern Utah. Off Telegraph near Kohl's or at StuckeyFamilyPharmacy.com. It's the Pioneer Day celebration happening now at Nielsen RV. We're here with Katie. Did you know that we take anything in on trade as long as it doesn't eat. How about my grandma's walker? You know why she doesn't need a walker anymore? Because I'm getting her a new RV from Nielsen RV! Oh yeah, Chris, we'll take that walker in on trade during our Pioneer Day celebration on a newer used motorhome, travel trailer, toy hauler, fifth wheel, tent trailer, and don't forget that Nielsen RV is the home of the warranty forever. Nielsen RV on State Street in Hurricane or off the Bluff Street exit underneath the giant American flag. One of the best things about this time of year is enjoying this amazing country we live in. Summer's here and it's hot, hot, hot. 
your air conditioner is working hard. Now is the time to upgrade to a new energy-saving Bryant system from Air Care Professionals. Get great savings this month on a new air conditioning system and 0% financing options available with approved credit. Air Care Professionals and Bryant are doing whatever it takes to earn your business. Call now, 628-2423, or visit aircarepros.com today. And thanks for voting us Best of Southern Utah. Bedrock Quartz, shaping nature's stone to beautify your home. Visit Bedrock Quartz during the month of July for our huge summer quartz sale. Select quartz stones will be marked up to $15 off per square foot. Up to $15 off per square foot. This is your last chance to get exclusive Bedrock bestsellers. Get them before they're gone. Visit one of our four Utah showrooms in West Jordan, Pleasant Grove, Layton, and St. George for offer details. Don't wait. This offer is valid through July 31st. And at Bedrock Quartz, it's always eight days from template to install. Hey, this is Steve with Garage Doors Only. Did you know that each year over 10,000 people are hurt or injured attempting to repair their own garage door? At Garage Doors Only, our team of professionals can safely repair or replace your garage door or motor. Our business is family-owned and operated, and we service all of southern Utah and the Mesquite area. Don't be a statistic. Call the professionals at Garage Doors Only, 435-868-1200. Western Sky Aviation Warbird Museum in St. George needs volunteers. They need volunteers to help give tours, help with aircraft restoration and maintenance, facility maintenance, carpentry, and event planning. It doesn't matter whether you can help a couple of hours a week or 20. They need your help to expand their museum. The museum is open Wednesday through Saturdays, 10 to 4. This museum is an independently operated 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to preserving, restoring, and displaying aircraft for the educational benefit of current and future generations. Bring the whole family by and take a look at some great historic aircraft. If you would like to volunteer, contact Jack at 435-669-0655. That's 435-669-0655. Or Rusty at 661-713-0028. Or come by the museum at the new St. George Airport. Just go past the terminal, past the gas station, then take a left. The museum is right on the corner. Admission is free, but donations are greatly appreciated. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. Love a little CCR. All right. We'll take your calls. 888-673-1450. There was an interesting debate that I played between black conservatives and black liberals and their different views on government, on Trump and government and what is uh, what is causing some issues there. And one of the guys said he was a conservative, actually, and he said, why is it that we're always portrayed as poor? It was an interesting sentence because everybody started laughing. They mm-hmm. were in agreement. Why is it? Because you had a group of pretty successful peoples of liberal and conservative views there that were all pretty successful. So they were actually kind of amused by that statement, too, and, and rightfully so. So Uncle Milty's with me, uh, katedallyradio.com, 888-673-1450. I want to share some numbers with you before I take phone calls in just a second. The numbers are kind of interesting. So I started out today with this article that was one of the top news stories in Wall Street Journal. And it said that black home ownership drops to an all-time low. 
So, of course, my question then was, my gosh, let's see in context why this is happening. And you get into this. And what's very interesting about this is that they don't actually they don't actually show you in context much. OK, they say that home ownership peaked in 2004 um, and they said Hispanic home ownership is on the rise. But black home ownership rate has fallen eight point six percent. Well, what's it fallen from? Right. In context, in relationship to whites in America, if I guess if we're going to have to segregate here, we are segregating Mm -hmm, again, mm -hmm. segregate back into blacks versus whites. And so um, they said this is the first time in more than two decades um, that the two largest racial or ethnic minorities in the U.S. are no longer following the same path when it comes to owning homes. And they said that black communities have struggled to recover financially since the housing crisis uh, back a, a decade decade ago. I can't believe it's been a decade. A decade ago. Okay. And they say the reason being, I can't make this up, discrimination. It's all about discrimination. Now, how many white people are in America? Isn't that an interesting question? How many white people are in America? Well, the number is over 75%. Okay. So we have 76.5% white people in America. And we have 13, 13.4% black people in America. Significant difference. Huge difference. Hard to compare and contrast when you have 76% of one and 13% of the other. Yeah. Just wanted to say that out of the gate. The, um, the Hispanic uh, population is 18.3, a little higher than the group of blacks in America. Okay. But still, white people in America are still at 70, 76.5%. So, okay. So that was last year. So I just wanted to state that um, and make sure we're all starting out with the, with the same numbers here. Okay. So that came from the, the census. Census.gov, actually. Okay. What's wrong with that? Because when they portray in an article that the black community had a 8% drop, well, it was actually really high. <laughs> it was actually really high. We've had dips, too. The yeah. white people in general, but white people are 70, more than 75% of the country. We actually had dips, too. But homeownership is kind of interesting. It is. It's kind of an interesting number. Well, for one thing, we place way too much importance on homeownership. Yes, we do. Because that is not the equivalent to wealth in this country. No. If you ask Indians that come over from India, they don't own homes. They rent them. They rent them. You'll, you'll hardly ever find somebody, and I don't mean to blanket statement that, but they're, they're more typically there to rent than they ever are to buy a home. So they would never even be in that, except that they own hotels and they own, you know what I mean? So it's really hard to quantify it through home ownership. That doesn't mean everything. No, no. because it depends on uh-uh. how you invest your money. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. The American dream, mm-hmm. supposedly, was always home ownership. Right. But, but that doesn't mean you've achieved the dream when you do that, because a lot of people are choosing not to. I remember Susie Orman came out like a decade ago and said, actually, you should just rent. <laughs> it's so much better. Well, the fact of the yeah. matter is, is that buying a home and owning a mm-hmm. home are two different things. You don't own it until the mortgage is paid off, yes. folks. Yeah, exactly. So it's not, I mean, there, there's reasons why a lot of people rent over that. Now, you have a sector of society um, that is on welfare, and welfare has only gone, gone up. And Do- Dr. Pesto was making the point on a break um, that, you know, they've started advertising. Advertising this when Obama was president, they were really advertising welfare. 
as a means of making it in this country because the check was high. I mean, if you go look at all the other countries in this country, in the world, you're going to notice a significant difference with our welfare system as it's it's been high. In fact, it almost discourages you from getting a job. So people aren't necessarily uh, rock solid poor in this country because even our poor have substantially more um, in the way of prosperity than other people in the world by far. By far. I mean, it's blows, it blows it out of the water. But what I found kind of interesting is they showed a graph where, I just love graphs, but they showed a graph of the last decade. And, you know, people took a, everybody took a big hit in um, 2009. So all the numbers went down. But when you do it in accordance to population, it really was kind of the same as far as the population goes. Mm-hmm. Now, you, had a, you have a significantly more amount of black people on welfare. Right. Mm. So you have to you have to put that into the numbers. Actually, the statistics are no. Mm, interesting. Why is that? Let's see. Yeah. The percentage of welfare recipients who are white is 38 mm-hmm. percent. That's a lot of people. The mm-hmm. percentage of welfare recipients who are black are 39 percent. This confuses a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's not. It doesn't mean that thirty-eight percent of whites are on welfare and thirty-nine percent of blacks are on welfare. That's not what it means. Mm. It means that thirty-nine point eight percent of all the actual welfare recipients are black, and thirty-eight point eight percent of all the welfare recipients are white. Ah, so, so we have there's a lot this, more white people on. There's mm-hmm. yeah, the percentages don't yes. tell the it's story. It's not a percentage of the group per se. It's a percentage of the topic, the topic yes, of welfare. Exactly. Okay. So that's different. Now they're not telling you that in the Wall Street Journal article, are they? <laughs> so it really helps to have these things in context because you're dealing with two significantly different groups of people that amass totally different numbers, and then trying to compare and contrast using the number of points that it's gone down without actually declaring the amount of population too. So that might look like a big number, but in the real gist of it all, it really wasn't a big drop at all. In fact, it rose a year ago, but they're not telling you that. It actually rose like a percentage point um, in, um, in, in the racial subgroup of home ownership in general, which means Hispanics and Asian and uh, blacks in this country. And so it did rise, but they just, they just took that part out, I guess. Because they really wanted it to be about discrimination. Mm -hmm. The article was poised to be about discrimination in general. And that's what's so frustrating about this is that they want that message out. Don't get in the way of their messaging, folks. Because if you do, um, now there's probably going to be a lot more articles on this. Because it all has to be about discrimination, not because somebody chooses. In this country, if you're on welfare, it's pretty hard to get a mortgage in this country, right? Uh, It's impossible. It's impossible. So there's a lot of people in this country, including a very large, significant portion of white people that don't own a home because they're on welfare in this country, right? Now, we have a lot of opportunities in this country. You can get off welfare and you can get yourself into free college. (laughs) I mean, there's there's a lot of opportunity here in America if you really want to work for it. There was a meme the other day, and and it was kind of funny because it said, socialists want everything that you have, just not your job. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, I'm not saying that poor people are socialists. What I'm saying is that we have a significant idea in this country being being um, uh, repurposed out there that socialism is a great thing and that a lot of people want to bring us into socialism and that and that uh, the wealthy have to take care of the poor and that we have the significant downtrodden and poor in this country. And what we've proved on different shows is that that's not exactly true. That we don't have people starving in the street. We have people that we have chose to take in care, you know, take care of, but that doesn't mean that they were at the rate of being starving. And I mean emaciated, bones poking through. We have a severe problem here, like the um, third world African countries. Right. No, we actually have significant wealth in this country, prosperity almost to our detriment. And I'm talking on more of a spiritual plane when I say that, too, is that it has become more of our detriment is that we have too much prosperity. But I don't mean that in the way of now you have to give up that prosperity to give to somebody else. What I'm talking about is sometimes we don't realize how blessed we actually are. So they've created this vacuum problem. They've created a problem in the press in name only that says that black people are a discriminated against and they're always poor. That isn't true so neither yeah and so that article and many like it because you if kamala harris is running for president you have to have a platform and if there is no platform there then you have to invent a platform you have to create the problem right yeah yeah you know there are a lot of people who believe right now we're in a big housing bubble again Uh and that's actually a bad time to buy a home Mm mm-hmm so maybe, just maybe, the blacks are intelligent enough to know that. And that's why their home ownership rate is dropping, because they don't want to get caught up in the bubble. Yeah, and maybe white home ownership is dropping. But you'll never see that article, because a lot of people are waiting to kind of see what works out, because real estate goes in cycles. Yes. It always has, and it always will. And it's not always a guaranteed winner. Yeah. That's true. That's so true. So there's a lot of factors in this that are never talked about. And that's why this whole media lie that it's all based on discrimination. No, it's not. In fact, it's it's anything but in this day and age. In fact, they'd love to have more home ownership, right? Do you know who invented the 30, 40 year loan? Truly? Do you know who really, really invented that? Did you know that before Meyer Amstel Rothschild came into existence in the late 1700s, did you know that it was actually a uh, 10 years was the most you could ever do a loan for? Now, some people could say it's because there wasn't a long life expectancy. But back at that same time, he actually proposed to the king in order to build the house of Rothschilds, he proposed to the king that he would do a 30 year loan. And nobody else was proposing that. Nobody else had thought of doing that or was allowed to do that. And the king said, yeah, yeah, this is this is a different idea. This is a good idea. <laughs> and that's what kind of roped us into the 30 to 40 year mortgage for a lifetime kind of idea, by the way. I just wanted to I it was just kind of one of those factoids. that's always kind of stuck in my head. But he was the one that thought this could be a way that I could receive my mass wealth because I could put people on the hook for 30 years and uh, and 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 get the house of Rothschilds where I want it because he was kind of the instigator of the health of, of house of Rothschilds but I just thought I'd throw that out there yeah anyway I know 
Well, a 15-year mortgage is much better. <laughs> it is. It truly is. But it's so it's so interesting that that changed because they really honestly wouldn't allow anything more than 10 years. 10 years was even too long. And so you actually had to be able to repay that money back very, very quickly. But it's interesting how house prices rose once you had that 30, 40-year mortgage and then things started um, getting more out of control in that way. Kind of well, more people could buy. Yes. And so the more people oh, they can buy. and guess that, and, what? And guess what happened to the House of Rothschilds? More and more people got loans. Supply and demand. <laughs> and they were right there to scoop up those dollars all over the world. Anyway, I know, just a funny factoid. Be right back in the, on the K Daly Show. Move It and Store It is storage solutions made easy. They drop off storage containers to help move and store your stuff. In the past, moving or storing your furniture and belongings was all about sticking to a timeline of the moving company and their big, uninviting warehouses. Let storage containers do the driving. No big truck to put gas in. Their containers are delivered to you, loaded at your pace, and either kept in your driveway, stored on your property, or on their giant 10-acre lot, or moved around town. Call today at 703-3684 for more information. Hi, I'm Dr. Plum. I recently attended a continuing education course where the presenter asked a room full of dental professionals how many of us had flossed the night before. Only about half the attendees raised their hands. I learned that knowledge may not be the best motivator. So what will motivate you to start working toward that healthy, beautiful smile? A special anniversary or a new relationship? Maybe an upcoming reunion or a child who looks to you as an example. Whatever inspires you to go to the dentist, I hope I see you at Plum Dental. Check us out at PlumDental.com. Hey, this is Josh Weiser with Cash Valley Bank. And this is Colby Sprague with Cash Valley Bank. We're the mortgage lending team for all of Southern Utah, and we'd like to share some of the many reasons why we think it's better to work as a team. Together, we're more responsive. When our 97-year-old client needed help getting his records in order, one of us was able to drive to his home to help. While the other reviewed his application. Together, we're able to be faster because we have our own in-house processors and underwriters. So we won't waste anybody's time. Together, we're more versatile. We team up not just with each other, but with the entire Cash Valley team to offer types of loans that conventional mortgage lenders simply can't. We can offer construction loans, bridge loans, lot loans, and whatever else it takes to meet our clients' needs. We're both proud to be part of Cash Valley Bank, where we have the freedom and the resources to offer all our clients quality mortgage lending. Mountains await. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress. You ever looked at time-lapse footage of people sleeping? It's wild. A whole lot goes on while you sleep. Tossing, turning, flipping, dipping, curling, whirling. It's a wonder any of us ever feel relaxed after all that. That's why Tempur-Pedic created the ProAdapt line with advanced pressure relief technology. No matter what contortions you get into, you'll wake up refreshed and relaxed. Visit one of our Best Mattress locations to try a Tempur-Pedic today. Best Mattress, home of the Sleep Easy Guarantee. You've transformed your outdoor space into a custom paradise, but then summer hits, and it's too hot to enjoy it. Well, no more. Call Mr. Fog and enhance your outdoor space with a high-quality misting system. A misting system installed by Mr. Fog can decrease the temperature by 20 degrees. Take advantage of the beautiful southern Utah weather year-round. Mr. Fog has been making summer bearable for 15 years, and they're locally owned, which means they'll help you maintain your system for years to come. For more information, go to MrFogUtah.com. John Gibson, digging up history. 
He died impoverished and scorned, but the inventor's breakthrough is how we ride around in cars every day. His tragic story after this. Want to get back that full head of hair you once had? Now you can do something about hair loss with Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to help you return to a full-bodied head of hair. Reveal for men and women, too, for all types of hair. 30-day money-back guarantee. Get yours at johngibson.com. That's Reveal for hair at johngibson.com. Click on the Juness button on the right. johngibson.com. Juness. The man was obsessed with a material that had been discovered in Brazil, which was called, at the time, waterproof gum. Our hero experimented with material to the exclusion of taking care of his family. He sold his wife's jewels to continue his experiments. He couldn't even afford a coffin when his son died. One day, using some sulfur and lead with this material, he dropped it on the stove and noticed it remained hard, yet pliable and supple. Before he died, in debt for a couple hundred thousand dollars, he made a list of all the things that could be made from his invention. One thing not on the list was tires. His invention was vulcanized rubber. His name was Charles Goodyear. I'm John Gibson, digging up history. I am fighting a hard battle, but I'm not alone. I have St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Every year, thousands of children are stricken with cancer and other deadly diseases. You can join their battle during the combined federal campaign by selecting 0560 to contribute to St. Jude. I will win this battle. For more information, call 1-800-822-6344 or log on to www.stjude.org. St. Jude is a CFC participant, number 0560. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. is right outside Carnegie Hall, New York, a millennial choir that uh, they had a blackout, you know, um, 42nd anniversary of the infamous New York City blackout in 77, all singing. It's funny how there's lots of people from all different races and everything singing together. It's amazing how we all get along. <laughs> Unless you listen to the media, you're going you're gonna to think we all hate each other. But we actually, uh, it was a really neat thing to hear that choir all sing together uh, impromptu right outside Carnegie Hall. Anyway, I thought I'd play that for you. Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. You can call up 888-673-1450. Um, uh, it was interesting. I was overlooking um, some different types of articles on um, new organ hotspots and fire spots and some earthquakes uh, that, that, that they think are coming up the coastline of California, Oregon, uh, Seattle area over this week, which is kind of interesting. I wonder how many people are prepared out there hmm. if anything were to happen. And they were kind of wondering the nature of some of those events, like I talked about on Friday. Wink, wink. You might want to go catch that podcast. But kind of interesting that, that we might see a lot of action this week in those kinds of areas. So, You know, this, this uh, little blackout in New York was not really too much. Mm-hmm. They got it fixed pretty quick. The 1977 blackout was a big deal. Ah. That was caused actually by a lightning strike on some power lines. Hmm. And it just disrupted the entire city's electrical grid in those days. Wow. Poorly, poorly designed electrical grid. I don't I wonder 
wonder how many people realize that our electrical grids are actually owned by other countries. I just, I don't tell this to scare you, but I don't know if you know that or not. Our our main electrical grids in this country are not really owned by anyone here, and that um, it's so central that I worry about that. I always worry about that in the summertime, especially, but... I wonder how many people are actually prepared for something because we, I think what I've noticed over the last couple of years is how unprepared, I just remember doing a lot more shows on preparedness going into the end of of 2016 and then all of a sudden it kind of dropped off and I wonder how many people actually even prepare anymore for anything. You know, when you say things like this, mm-hmm. when we talk about things like this, the power the power mm-hmm. companies being owned mm-hmm. by foreign countries, land being owned by mm-hmm. foreign countries. Significant We uh, Somewhere along the line, we made a big mistake in allowing the sale of businesses and, mm-hmm. and property to foreign countries. I agree. We've, it, we've lost control. How do we control our power grid if we don't even own it? <laughs> good question. That's a really good question. Hmm. So it, it puts us in a precarious position. and It does. And it also leads to a situation where in order to defend ourselves against certain things, the only way to do that would be an act of war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There'd be no other way to do it. Financially, wouldn't work. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We have, uh, we, and you'll recognize you have, um, you have power um, that's controlled a lot by cities, but I'm talking about the, like, the actual ownership right. of some of those trace back to, or most of, or not all of them, go back to other countries, not here. So I'm just making that, because you might argue with that saying, well, the city runs power. They might run it or manage it. There's a difference on, on, on complete of ownership of that and the lands that those things are on and the parts and everything else. So. And that's the problem. Yeah. 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 It is the problem. Um, We were just kind of talking on the break. Uncle Milty and I were about about how a million people now are on this Area 51. I want to run in arms of flailing and 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 see what it's all about. We've been lied to. Now, I'm not trying to poke fun at that because I understand feeling lied to. As I do research every day. Uh, it's been kind of eye-opening, to say the least. But um, I understand the frustration that a lot of people feel at everything being national security and never told the truth. So I totally understand why mm-hmm. people are doing this mm-hmm. and how much more of this will we see. What I've been trying to see on that is to see how, what they're going to do to squelch it. Because... I would say stop and learn a lesson from how they want to take this group and and do something about them because the inconvenient truth is no matter what the lie is about, and we could argue on that, we still have something that the ple- the people pay for but don't know about. And is it okay to know about that when you're paying for it? And is it okay to, is everything national security when they claim <laughs> it is? I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? I think that's a great question, and I don't think it is. I think, though... That more than that, I don't think that's the reason there's a million people wanting to storm Area 51. Mm -hmm. I think the reason a million people want to storm Area 51 is because they really want to find out if there really were aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now it's kind of curious that it's now because right now, see, after 70 years of silence on the matter, now the government is actually proposing the idea that, that yes, there Uh are. Uh And so, of course, now you wouldn't have seen this two years ago, but now... 
they think, well, now that they're now that they're out there or they're they're getting more like soft on the issue and talking about it or recognizing it. Um, now, see, you're talking to somebody that I don't I don't buy into the whole alien thing. And I know that frustrates people. I think people thought I would readily. Uh, no, actually, I don't. But that's just me. That's just me and my personal thoughts and my own personal research. You might feel so differently and think, oh, Kate. You're such an idiot. Of course there's aliens, but I just don't agree with that. You know, I I wouldn't be surprised if there is, Mm -hmm. actually. But it takes us back to the movie Independence Day in that scene. It's so (laughs) hilarious. The president says, you don't really believe in that stuff. And then his his Mm -hmm. his advisor says, well, that's not exactly true, Mr. President. (laughs) Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, well, how did they get the money for that? Mm-hmm. Well, you don't think they really paid $10,000 for toilet seats, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I just love that because well, it's tr- there's a lot of truth there. Mm-hmm. A lot of truth. See, this is, this is the issue I'm having with this, and it really isn't much of an issue, but more of just an opinion on it. When I saw what happened in Bunkerville... I was really unfortunate to see the um, the way that the federal government responded in that. Okay, here was Bundy. Here were people that were going to help who were just ranchers and farmers who were really concerned that the feds were taking over the property and didn't have the right to do so. And they didn't. And how did they respond? They 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 armed them up to the teeth. These feds. They sent them in. The, the feds were shoving people to the ground, uh, making threats and awful. And it was horrific to watch. And the people um, actually on the ground weren't armed. And they were actually really trying to say, you can't do this to us. You just simply can't do this to us. This is unconstitutional. You can't just come into a property and start taking cows. You, you, you literally can't do this. And they were slaughtering these cows. They had absolutely no right to do this. And so everything about it, we talked for several years about this on the show and brought a lot of attention to it because of the way people were trying to respond because they couldn't believe the government was doing this. And what did they do? Do. They turned all of them into criminals. Mm-hmm. They started throwing them into prison. Some people are still there. And it's sick. It's sickening. It was a sickening show of force on the feds. It's sickening to think that these federal agents could actually look their fellow countrymen in the eye and, and treat them the way they were treating them. And they felt like they had every right to. It was disgusting. It was horrific. It was insidious. And I could. I, it, it was it was even hard to report on because of the way the federal government viewed them and and the way they were treating their fellow Americans. OK. When this group wants answers they shouldn't even have to storm. Where are those answers? And why are they? Why do they decide, to, no matter if it's real or not on aliens, why are they trying to, to do it like this? Are they trying to put these people into a position where they do want to storm the gate? Because this is a military base, and we have so declared this, says the government, that you're not allowed anywhere near this. And so they can shoot and kill if they really wanted to. And so, so when can you ever, ever say to the government, I want answers and you can't do this. I'm just asking because this group, are they going to make it so that this group is now the, the newest guinea pig of, of coming into this fight and the federal government's going to show its, show its force and show them that they're in control and they're not even allowed to ask? Well, not only that, but I'm sure that what was going on at Area 51 70 years ago mm-hmm has nothing to do with security of the United States today. 
Now, maybe what's going mm-hmm. on there today does. I think they're creating a lot of things that are maybe high tech. I know a U.S. Air Force officer mm-hmm. who says he believes, mm-hmm. and he won't say why he believes it, mm-hmm. that the UFOs that are spotted all the time mm-hmm. are actually our own high tech aircraft and I, that we've I been developing. I actually agree with him. Yeah. Yeah, it makes way more sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's our own high-tech yep. aircraft. I totally agree with that. And they wanted to keep that down and yep. suppressed. Yep. And, and so they let everybody think it was aliens. That's honestly, honestly, I know. I'm, I'm with him. <laughs> I, I, I am. Makes more sense than anything it, else. It does, because I'll tell you something. Have you ever thought about this? If you're, on the, if you're in the alien camp, and I'm not, I mean, I could be totally wrong here, and I, under, I understand I could be totally wrong, but why do you think they've waited so long? to make their presence really known, if at any point in time, in the last several centuries even, they could have come in full force and shown who they were. Why do you think they waited until now? I'm just asking, just asking for a friend. Why do you yeah. think that? <laughs> why, why, why now? Why wait all this time and just remain completely silent and only send one little car that crashes or a couple of little sightings? Why? Why not? Why not just come? I think it's because they believe that we've we've actually come to a point where we're intelligent enough to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, is all I have to say on that one. <laughs> have they met yep. Megan Rapinoe, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden? <laughs> have they met any of these clowns? Oh gosh. Yeah, well, isn't that a joke? Yeah. But I've always I've always thought about that. And then of course I always ask the question, why keep just probing a few of us anally? Why 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 in the world is that is that the only thing that they want to do over the course of centuries? I mean, come on. Anyway, I know. See, I'm a hard sell on this one, but <laughs> hey, I'm open. If you want to tell me how they exist, that's great. But I, I just think a lot of it's been shrouded in I think they've actually really stayed silent and not said either way because it's easier for them to not say either way on aliens and have people guessing about it than it is to say that's our stuff. Yeah. Anyway. See, I don't believe that traveling faster than the speed of light is possible. Mm-hmm. I think there's too many time conflicts okay. once you get past the speed of light. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's possible. Right. And if it isn't possible, then it's also not possible for aliens to come here from other planets. <laughs> right. <laughs> but if you believe in them, I understand yeah. why, though, because oh, yeah. there are there are a lot of freaky things I can't explain. But I'm just this is this is just personal opinion. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. You only got like a minute. Sorry. I'll make it quick. Okay. How can you not believe in aliens? <laughs> okay, okay. I, you know what? We have to have a whole show on this because I really don't. I really don't believe in aliens. Pete, I know. You're crossing the border every day. How can you not believe in them? <laughs> okay, that yeah. was great. That was great. Hey, thank that. you. <laughs> thank you. I really. <laughs> I really appreciate that. No, I actually really, I really don't. I mean, I know it's crazy, but you got to call them space aliens. Uh, space aliens. I don't believe in space aliens. Um, I actually am, am really when I when I heard Werner von Braun speak on the subject, as far as when I've read about what he said about it, that's actually made more sense to me than just about anything, because I trust the government so little um, that uh, that I absolutely believe they would use it they would there's not too many things they can use anymore if you if you think about it they've lost a lot of routes as far as to take us into the loss of liberty there's only so many things you could make up now to do it and you'd almost have to create it now 
as we have for several decades, they don't have any other way. How do you tax people to the hilt and keep this machine running so they can grow and grow and grow government, this cancer, when, um, because of course it's supposed to be limited. How do you do that when you run out of ways? And how do you, how do you take people's liberty when you run out of ways to do it? You call them all racists. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> divide you know them what? and get them fighting yeah. with each Tell other. Tell them we're all discriminating every five yeah. minutes and against uh, against only racial uh, for racial reasons in this country. I mean, what a load! I, <sighs> so frustrating. It really is. It's getting to the point of, of ad nauseum because this is their whole platform and what people are going to be running on. And this is oh. all we're going to hear all year. And you're going to just walk around and self-loathe because they're going to tell you that you're the most hateful creature, you conservative Christian or you conservative out there, conservative atheist, whatever you are, um, that you're just the most hateful person on the planet. And you just have to just take it. So anyway, but I am keeping my eye on the Area 51 story just because I want to see what they're going to do. Because I saw what they did in Bunkerville, and I was—it was disgraceful. It was disgraceful what the federal government was doing. They didn't have to handle it that way. They didn't have to do it that way. And it all came by way of a an agent that um, they've actually now fired, mm-hmm. who was who was trying to provoke this big, huge thing to happen, so that the feds could could act the way they were. And that's what's so sickening. But you know, you never saw the headlines on that. Of course, you didn't. It was after the fact. Anyway, great conversations today, and I really appreciate input. Uh, Dr. Pesta, you were fantastic. Uncle Milty, thank you. Be back tomorrow, and of course, be faithful, be fearless. See you back here tomorrow. This is Josh Weiser with Cash Valley Bank. And this is Colby Sprague with Cash Valley Bank. We're the mortgage lending team for all of Southern Utah, and we'd like to share some of the many reasons why we think it's better to work as a team. Together, we're more responsive. When our 97-year-old client needed help getting his records in order, one of us was able to drive to his home to help. While the other reviewed his application. Together, we're able to be faster because we have our own in-house processors and underwriters. So we won't waste anybody's time. Loving Liberty is proud to be a co-sponsor of Prager University's new video, Was Jesus a Socialist? by Lawrence W. Reed, President Emeritus of the Foundation for Economic Education. Watch his thought-provoking five-minute video online at PragerU.com. Was Jesus a Socialist? by Larry Reed is now online at PragerU.com. And listen to Larry every Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Mountain Time on the Reed Hour here on the Loving Liberty Radio Network.